Ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome to the show Mr. Caleb Wojcik. He is a world traveling videographer with over 1 million total YouTube views. He's a teacher, a podcaster, an entrepreneur, and he is a hustler. Please help me give a great, steady, focused welcome to my friend, Mr. Caleb Wojcik. How you doing, Caleb? Doing good this morning. How are you? I am doing great, and we're in a different time zones right now. I'm in Texas. Are you in California? Yes, I'm at my home in San Diego. Oh, you live in San Diego. Ah, beautiful. Um, Caleb, please, for those of the audience that may not know exactly about your history, you know, give us a, a little bit of your elevator pitch. You know, how did you go from the idea that you wanted to start with with videos to the point that you're traveling all over the world so i had a traditional career after college uh, i went straight from college to working at the boeing company i had a financial forecasting role there i worked there for about three years while i was trying to figure out what i wanted to do after that basically i knew being in a cubicle was not what i wanted to be doing for the rest of my life. Um, so I started blogging about personal finance on a site called Pocket Changed for a while and then kind of stumbled upon the entrepreneurial crowd on the internet. And I eventually got a role with Corbett Barr who ran a site called Think Traffic. And so I ended up leaving my job at Boeing to work with Corbett full time. And during that, I had location independence and my wife and I traveled for a little bit and I learned about how to run an online business properly. While I was there, we started a site called Fizzle with a third person, Chase Reeves, and that site used a lot of video. It had a lot of courses, uh, we interviewed other entrepreneurs, and so I was just learning how to do video production through that role and kind of just fell in love with that part of my job there and wanted to do that full time. So. A little over two years ago, I started a production company and been making videos for a lot of online entrepreneurs, startups, um, a few traditional kind of brick and mortar businesses. But most of my work is for people doing courses or online YouTube videos, launch videos, that sort of thing. Caleb, your, your niche going into the internet personality courses was that something that you was a premeditated or has it just kind of uh you know been uh serendipitous i guess and just and led itself that direction it was very much premeditated because those were all the people that i knew and there was also the kinds of videos i had been making so i could point to fizzle or a portfolio of videos that I made there and be like, these are the kinds of videos that I can do. And starting it out on my own, it was just me. And so there's kind of a ceiling to what you can do video wise by yourself and doing these talking head style, uh, course videos, YouTube videos of event videos from time to time as well. 
that was kind of the ceiling of what I could do by myself without having a crew or a bunch of other people helping me. So it was very much premeditated about who I was going to make videos for because that was my network that I'd built through blogging, podcasting, and working at Fizzle. Did you start your teaching about video pretty much the same time parallel with your starting to learn and teach yourself? Um, I waited a little bit. Um, I, because I was still talking about personal finance and entrepreneurship for a bit, but then when I really got into the video stuff, I changed my, you know, my content side of mm -hmm. the brand to uh, DIY video guy from, it was pocket changed before that. And so that was probably about nine or 10 months before I went full time into doing video production on my own is why ah, I did that change. Okay. And so you kind of fast forward to 2016 and you and I met at Sean West conference in Austin. You were shooting the documentary, the, um, all of the speakers and I got to see your crew on, on that set. I had the opportunity, the fortune to pick you guys up from the airport. Yeah. I appreciate the ride with, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, it was, it was my pleasure to have you guys as my captive audience or be your captive audience for that 15 minutes. Um, it was extremely inspiring and energizing to be with you guys. Um, talk let okay so for everyone that doesn't know about there Sean West is um it's a brand created by Mr. Sean McCabe and it's all about entrepreneurship as a creative and how to be successful um and you know I've been following Sean and been friends with Sean for several years uh through a documentary I made in Georgia for Creative South um Caleb, talk a little bit about what your connection is with Sean, because it's pretty unique. So I had stumbled across Sean's podcast and brand because he was on my friend Nathan Berry's uh, podcast a couple of years ago now, like probably late 2014 when I was starting my own business. And I just really connected with his attitude towards running a business and some of his philosophies on, on how to do so. And so became a fan of his podcast. And then I had him on my podcast and we got connected that way. And then I had just started with some of my other friends. I'd had a mastermind group with to do these in-person retreats. And we had done one of them, uh, in person where it was like, I think it was six or seven guys. We would rent a place or go to a family vacation place that someone family had owned and we would just talk about each other's businesses for for a few days or a long weekend and so we'd done one of those and Nathan was someone that was in that group and we were just thinking about other people that could we could have join it and you know Nathan and I both thought of Sean and so he actually went to the second one and I wasn't even at that one but we've now had a third and a fourth one and so I've just gotten closer with Sean and listened to his podcast and consider him a friend as well so you know it's just an interesting relationship that you know some of my some of my bigger clients uh, are also my friends as well so they're running businesses where they can afford to have me come do some video work and sometimes even my wife to come do some photo work as well what is the value like 
from these retreats that you go on, these mastermind groups, has it elevated you in your business as you guys have met these four or five times? Definitely. It's a, it's, it's a hard thing to work by yourself. And as entrepreneurs in this online space, you know, even if they have a team, the team is usually virtual too. So everyone's kind of working from a home office or some people prefer coffee shops and it, it gets kind of lonely at times. And you can also just get wrapped up in your own thoughts and plans and know what you want to do. And it's really helpful to have other people that are vested in your success as well. And to be able to share in person kind of like what you're struggling with or what you're working on next and to have five or six other people sitting there that, you know, twice a year we do these things. So they, they see trends of, you know, things you say you're going to do that you don't do, or, you know, maybe overachieving on certain things. And it's, it's really helpful to get a sounding board that watches you over, over time. And Mm -hmm. so mastermind groups, whether they're just virtual, which is what mine had been in the past where it's just, Skype calls or Google Hangouts every week or two um, has just been super valuable. Um, and I've gone through different iterations of mastermind groups with different people. Sometimes one or two of the people will kind of graduate out of it. Like they'll kind of have a bunch of success and they'll go on to do something else. Um, maybe there's people that aren't just a good fit. And it's, so it's it's been six years now since I've been blogging and I've had forms of mastermind groups that whole time. Um, but it's just a, it's kind of an iterative process where you might start with one and it might not be a good fit. And right now I actually have three and they meet sporadically. So I have, I have this, this group with, with Sean and Nathan Berry and, and some other entrepreneurs. And then I have one that's just YouTubers because I'm trying to grow my YouTube audience as well. Mm -hmm. And then I have one that's just people that run video production companies. So I think it's helpful wow. to have mastermind groups kind of in different verticals of what you do. So if it's, you have different jobs or you have different things you're interested in or trying to accomplish, it's helpful to have different groups that kind of facilitate all those things. That's incredible. And that was one thing that from being at the conference at Sean West, it was touched on quite a bit about having, um, accountability partners or mastermind groups to push each other, call each other on your bullshit and, um, and just raise the level together. And since then I've actually got teamed up with an accountability partner that was a speaker at the conference. Um, if you remember Sarah Dayon, um, yeah, so she's in France and I'm here in Texas and we get together every Sunday morning for 45 minutes or so and just kind of go over our goals and our plans and and call each other on that so that's great man who introduced you to this idea of mastermind groups in general yeah uh that would be tough i know that there have been some famous ones in the past um i know like J.R.R. tolkien and c.s lewis and some of the other authors of that time used to meet and that's supposed to be like a fame one of the more famous mastermind groups that uh, my friend barrett brooks who has written about mastermind groups quite a bit um okay has referenced um but the first time it might have been you know from 
the book Never Eat Alone or maybe like How to Win Friends and Influence People or one of these okay. books I read in my corporate days may okay. have mentioned it. But then, you know, just listening to entrepreneurial podcasts and people talking about having wow. mastermind groups. So I probably heard about it on Pat Flynn's Smart Passive Income in the early days of that. Okay. Um, was probably the you, first. This one that you and Sean and Nathan are part of, that was the first time I had ever heard of this concept. I mean, you know, I I I had seen, you know, people gathering or and talking and having uh you know, once a month um chamber of commerce meetings, things like that, but to say no, we're a mastermind and and kind of this is where we're going, that was the first time. Um you just talked about Pat Flynn, Barrett Brooks, um how to you know, make friends and influence. That reminds me of uh, continual education. And I'm curious, how do you raise your level and, and consume your inspiration? Nowadays, it's mainly through audio. So that's either audio books or podcasts. Um, I find less time to read now. I used to read a lot in my corporate days. I would That would be my lunch hour is I would read um, or I would walk around the office and read on breaks and such, but always been just kind of like an audio learner. So mm-hmm. audiobooks and podcasts are the main ways. Um, and I find less time to read or, uh, consume books, but also b- buy video courses or things like that and watch things on YouTube to, to learn as well. What books at the top of your list that you would most recommend to someone or you've given it to someone or, or you just say, wow, this book really opened my brain? The one most recent that I actually read the first quarter of and bought a copy of and shipped it to Sean because I thought it would be such a good book for where he's at with his business of, I think he has seven or eight people on his team now, is a book called Scaling Up by Vern Harnish and okay. it's a very kind of technical kind of textbook style business school book about all the different things to keep in mind when you're growing a company and it talks about the different phases even going from one to three employees to seven to ten there's like this weird gap that happens of communication and then going from 10 to 25 or to 50 and and up um, but there's just a lot of things that as I was listening to that book, I was thinking of my my friend's businesses, Nathan as well at ConvertKit, and I know that, you know, he's had some people on his team, like the directors, be reading that book and thinking oh. about what it's like to grow a company. So that would be one. It's not really a solo entrepreneur's book or a freelancer's book per se. Um, for that crowd, the combination of Book Yourself Solid and Beyond Book Solid by Michael Port, those books, uh, if you're doing freelancing or client work, those are probably the books I'd recommend the most. Of all your traveling that you have done, all the places that you've been fortunate to go to, where have have some of the the best, you know, you're just standing there and you look out and you think, wow, this is, uh, this is a special moment. I got to go with uh, Pat Flynn, who I was talking about earlier, to go see some of the schools that he fundraised to build over in Ghana with the organization Pencils of Promise. And so I went over there with him to kind of document the 
his journey of going over to see them. And he, so he raised $25,000 to build one school. And on that school, there's a plaque of his website's community. For, so Smart Passive Income community like built this school there. And then he matched it as well. And so he, him and his family donated 25000 And so there's another school there. And so I was sent to just kind of document that. And uh, I did photo and video for him. But that was one, probably one of the most incredible uh, travel moments related to work that, I, that I've had to be in an environment like that and to see different part of the world and to see how people live there and how Pat's website and brand and community like had this impact on this community all the way over in Africa it was, it was a really cool experience. Wow. When we were together, you talked uh, about being that you regularly do attend conferences and that you kind of have a strategy that that you think is or that you apply to get the most out of a conference and that a lot of people really may not follow through after they visit a conference. Um, just talk a little to us about conferences and whatever your thought is on those. Yeah, I, I used to go to conferences for for my day job and I didn't really, cause I wasn't super jazzed about my day job. I didn't really take them seriously. And I probably only went to one, maybe two, um, where there was just a lot of other Boeing employees and networking, even going through my undergrad, I studied business and I got my MBA as well. And I always just heard about networking and how important it is. And I just didn't really understand it. Basically, I didn't really want to be the person that's walking around and handing their business card out and making sales pitches and that sort of thing. And so when I got into this entrepreneurial world and I started going to conferences more related to that, uh, starting in 2011, I just kind of tried to be myself. And so I would, if there was someone particular that I knew of, so I knew them from the internet or something like that, I would just try to introduce myself throughout the weekend or the multiple days of the, of the event. And it's also helpful to ping someone before the conference. So doing research to see who's going to be there, whether that's a publicly listed attendee list or it's Twitter and following the hashtag about people that say they bought their tickets or it's looking at the speaker list and being like, okay, these are a couple of speakers I'd like to meet. How can I put myself in a position to meet them? Um, that's maybe separate from after they talk and everyone stands in line to ask them a question. Um, and that, that, that can have a lot of different ways to do so, whether that's getting to town a day early and organizing some kind of dinner that's a private thing. Um, mm. But I tend to, when I'm at a conference and there's a lot of people that I want to meet, I do try to put together a meal or at least drinks in some way. And I don't always have to be the person organizing it or paying the bill, but I try to help facilitate that whenever possible. So if there's one of my friend's companies that you know, is willing to, you know, book, book a dinner or something like that. I'll do my best to get people to it that I think would be really great. So it's kind of about filling the gaps in between the, the speakers and the talks and trying to get yourself around the people at the conference that you've been wanting to meet. And then I try to, I, I guess I could probably do like a full episode on this because yeah, it's, I've been to it so many, so, it's so valuable been yeah. to so many conferences and feel like, um, cause it's expensive. I mean, it's, it's just yes, a lot of money to buy your ticket, to take time off of work, to 
to fly there to stay at the hotel. You're you're getting meals and drinks and all this stuff. So to to make it worthwhile and to get a return on investment, you have to just you have to talk with people. You have to see what people need, like asking them what they need help with. Or one thing I really like to ask is, you know, who do you want to meet at this conference? And so if it's like, oh, I really wanted to talk to Sean at Sean West or something like that, or someone on Sean's team, then I'd literally just like take that person and go like introduce them if I knew that other person. So wow. trying to connect other people is really powerful. And then what you alluded to earlier of following up with people, I would either have a notepad or I just open up notes on my phone that's like follow up from this conference. And I just list out all the things that I said I would give someone because whether it's an introduction via email to someone or it's like, oh, let me send you a link to this book or something like that. People don't follow up afterwards. You can do the same thing with business cards. We get business cards like right on that business card. What you remember about that person or what you mm -hmm. want to do afterwards. Cause when you get home and you have like 25 business cards of random people that you talk to, you might not remember who they are and yes. you might not remember what they look like. And so it's, it's helpful to give yourself notes like that because a conference or event that's multiple days can just go by in a blur and then you'd be really inspired or something, but you might not have any actions or takeaways. So it's just, you know, utilizing that time being really focused about, how you spend it. And one last thing on it is some people just try to meet everyone at, at a conference. I just like to find a good solid core group of people and go deep on that over, ah, over the okay. few days. So I don't try to, when I go to a conference and there's big name people, I'm not trying to like get into the parties to hang out with those people necessarily, or, you know, just trying to talk to them and pitch whatever I'm doing. It's just kind of, committing to this um this other tier uh my friend chase reeves who i worked with at fizzle has this third tier strategy of going mm -hmm. to a conference especially a huge one like you're going to south by or you're going to uh what are some other big ones he always talks about the, uh, the adobe Apple max one. or yeah or like adobe yeah. max or um WWDC uh, was yeah. one that he was talking about. So it's like, instead of going to WWDC and like trying to talk to the big name people, like find the crew that is at your level and hang out with them and invest in them because you know, in a few years they'll probably be the big name people. So who knows? Mm. That's good. So over this journey that you have had of consuming information and growth, can you point to maybe one piece of advice that you think, man, that was that was one of the best things I've ever heard, and maybe you retell yourself on a regular basis? Um, I fail at this one often, but just-in-time learning is really important, I think, because there's so much information and so many directions you could go to learn new things, but I think it's really helpful to be learning about things that are currently something you're struggling with or working towards. So, ah. I mean, I still spend a lot of time, you know, listening to podcasts where the episode isn't necessarily something that I'm working on right now, but mm -hmm. it would be more valuable if I spent a bunch of time consuming content related to whatever I was focusing on. So if I was really focusing on email marketing, then I would go and find all the email marketing episodes of the podcast I listened to and listen to those episodes as opposed to just kind of whatever people are putting out, you're consuming mm. in order. Okay. And 
So when possible, I try to do that as well. Be very focused and directional about exactly what information you're putting in specific to what you need to learn at that moment. Yeah, because otherwise you just get overwhelmed and all the different topics you could focus on and listening to someone's podcast one week about, oh, I need to be doing this thing. And then the next week it's, oh, I need to do this. And, you know, it is helpful to always be consuming or learning things, especially when you're doing something else like working out or walking the dog or driving. But Mm -hmm. if you can then maybe after you listen to the episode, write down some of the key takeaways or file it in a system that's like, okay, when I'm ready to do when I'm ready to fix my client onboarding process, like reference this episode or something to that effect. I know some of my friends have a really good system for Mm. when they read a book or when they consume something, they take really good notes and they file it in a system and then they can always reference that. Yes, that is, that's great, Caleb. There's been so many times that um, I just spent, because I don't have a system of cataloging, I guess those bullet points that are inspirational, but what, a couple of days ago, I spent about an hour searching Google and YouTube trying to refine a video yeah. that showed me how to do a certain uh, technique with the with the photograph I was trying to take. So, yeah, I'm going to dig into that. Um, so what are some of the advice that you would give to the listeners out there who are just kind of getting started, they're full of doubt, and they say... Caleb, it's awesome that you're doing all this stuff, but that can't be me. Um, and they just put up the roadblocks and maybe they are, they don't encourage themselves. They don't believe in themselves. What do you say to them? Have you seen uh, Shawshank Redemption before? Yes. So, you know, the, the scene in there where he, he, I mean, he discusses how he got out of the cell basically. And all he had was like this tiny little, I don't even, just a tiny little tool that he was making like chess pieces with or something. Yes. Do you remember? Yes. Okay. And so it was just something along the lines of like, how did he make this huge hole in this cement wall? And it was like anything with enough pressure and enough time will like happen. Mm. And that's kind of the approach. If I was to look back over the last like six years of uh, blogging and like starting a business and trying things and failing at them and, and making things work and that's just kind of it it's just you know just a long enough time frame for you know the right amount of pressure and like continuing to to push the boulder up, up the hill without uh having it roll all the way back down that would kind of be my be my advice of like if you really want something hard enough just like make constant progress and that doesn't have to be like an everyday thing um you know, at least like a little bit of progress every week would kind of be my baseline. Um, so if you're full-time job, you're hustling to try to make time on the side to do, to do some work on something or build a skill, um, just like the constant, constant pressure of, of working on something will, will be the reason why you succeed in the end, I think, because I think it's important to pivot as well. So like, quitting and pivoting are two completely different things to me. Um, okay. uh, there's a book by Seth Godin called The Dip. And then there's a new book that I haven't read yet by my friend Jenny Blake called Pivot. It's about this. It's about like pivoting instead of quitting at certain times. Okay. But I think it's important to keep pushing even when you quit to push towards another direction. And so that's what I would focus on. 
Wow. Um, that That is great, man. There's just so much excellent knowledge and um, point of view, excellent vantage point. Um, that's one of the reasons I was really excited to get you on the show and, and talk with us. Um, yeah, I'm just kind of looking over my notes. Uh, we got that. We've We've really kind of touched on the points that I really wanted to to bring in to the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Caleb, any other thoughts, things that... Actually, I do have one. Here we go. So uh, allow me just to kind of... I know this isn't uh, a kind of a correct statement from... I know how much hard work it is. But what do you say when someone would say, Okay, great. You got uh, over a million total views on YouTube. What's the trick? <laughs> the trick is to... You know, I've done over a hundred of them. So you don't know which ones are going to get all the views. So I have a few that are in the six figures of views, you know, but I didn't know when I made that video that it would rank well and get search results and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, continually showing up, you, Mm. you're bound to have something that, that does better than the rest of them. You know, you're not Mm. all going to have the same amount of views. So particularly with that, um, just about showing up and constantly putting stuff out there and, you know, putting a lot of work into each one. So as opposed to, you know, doing, I could have done maybe a thousand videos in that time frame, but I did a hundred and tried to put 10 times the amount of work that maybe someone else that's putting a video out every day puts into them or, you know, mm-hmm. just kind of finding the balance of how much work to put into something, but also putting stuff out consistently is really helpful. Uh, that's awesome. And yeah, final thoughts, anything you would want to leave to us or maybe, you know, something recently new that you've learned or, or whatever it's the, uh, the stage is yours. I think it's important to take, to take solid breaks. And so I know Sean, uh, talks about his small skill sabbaticals and, um, I try to incorporate those when possible, uh, to take one week to even if you're still working a little bit, kind of take it a little easy and kind of recharge. I think that's something that I've found that, you know, at the beginning you're just hustling, trying to get things going, but when stuff starts to pick up, it's helpful to have some recharge time. And so I've been trying lately to incorporate that a little bit more. And my wife and I try to take some extended trips every couple of years, you know, try to take a three week, four week trip uh, international to just kind of recharge and reset on things and give yourself a little break because, uh, I don't know, the, the whole point of running your own business is that you control that stuff. And I think what a lot of people end up doing is they end up just giving themselves a job and giving themselves a nine to five and with, and they, and then they don't let themselves take vacation or sick days. And so right. to, to be able to have the freedom, but then you actually have less freedom than you had before. It kind of defeats the purpose. So you know, constantly pushing, like I was saying, but giving yourself some time off. There you go. So, ladies and gentlemen, there it is. Um, Caleb Wojcik, he is the man. Caleb, where can people find you on the Internet if they want to dig in a little bit deeper? Uh, the easiest place to find me is at calebw.com, so C-A-L-E-B-W.com, and that just redirects to my main site where I do a lot of my video production teaching as well. And uh, you can find my production company through there too. You guys keep tuning in. We're going to keep giving you great information. And this has been 
steady focused. 